Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab for Women in Business. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Shakuzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together in the Liberation Lab, we explore what it actually takes to create fulfillment, success, and freedom. So as we move into the new year, everyone is thinking about goals and resolutions, and it's a great time to do that. But today we want to look at it from a different viewpoint. Most people look at what else they want to create, adding another layer of to-dos to their already busy plate. We wanted to look at how you could frame your goals and resolutions from what you can subtract out of your life this year. What could you let go of, disengage from, and erase from your life that would give you more freedom, joy, and space? This episode caused both of us to reevaluate what we want to create this year from the perspective of subtraction. If you're enjoying the show, we'd be so happy to have you review us on iTunes. You can also head over to liberationlab.com to subscribe and access some amazing resources to help you feel more liberation. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman, in the new year, 2018. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everyone! 2018! That's right, that's right. And today we thought a timely topic would be looking at what we want to create this year, but we want to do it from a different viewpoint. I often see people talking about their goals and what they want to create, and a lot of it is about adding more things to their life, right? More things they want to create, uh, more habits they want to do. Like it's sort of adding in, and and then we start to get stressed about time and how are we going to fit it all in. I want to actually look at planning the new year from a different viewpoint of subtracting, How can we subtract more from our life? How can we get rid of things that don't fit? How can we actually lose things that are taking our time instead of looking at what will take up more time? What do you think about that, Laura? (laughs) I'm so, I'm so looking forward to delving into this conversation because I need to learn this. I'd love to learn how to subtract. I mean, it's just like a refreshing to my ears just when you shared that this was on your mind because I think that I've been feeling that, um, pressure that comes along with the new year. Okay, what are you going to do this year? What are your resolutions? What's going to be different? But there's often, like you said, sort of this under message, undercurrent of how is it going to be the best thing ever? The How is it going to get even better? How am I going to do more? How am I going to expand? Or, you know, it just there's some sort of undercurrent of what you're saying right now. It's like adding on more, bigger, Um, so I'm curious about this one. How do we subtract? How do we simplify? How do we, there was another word that came to mind when you were talking. It's like, how do we, um, you know how we always, we feel overscheduled, overwhelmed. I want to feel underwhelmed. I want to (laughs) feel a little bit more content with ordinary, um, (laughs) instead of extraordinary. Like I do, I want to, like, how do we, um, kind of wind things back or turn down the volume and it still be amazingly like, um, satisfying. Like that yeah. can still be satisfying. Yeah. And, 
and can still be progressive, right? Because I think that, you know, obviously we all want to create more or we want to create differently or we want to have a different experience. We want to be progressive. We want to, to add things. But what can we add to our life by subtracting a good amount? You know, and we can start with looking at what no longer fits, right? So that's a good way to start with subtracting. So if you're sitting down, you're looking at all your goals and you're all these things you want to create, that's really good, right? That's a guideline. I use that all the time in my practice. But I also look at what do I want to get rid of? What is stressing me out, taking too much time, not very effective? What's just not worth having time for? You know, like, you know, I think about relationships that don't serve, right? Or um, things that you do for your business that really get no value out of, right? That you hate or that you are so unhappy with that it drains you of energy. You know, things like that. What are some of the things that we can take away from our life that are draining us? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing that comes to mind, I'm actually happy to say, I've decided to subtract the time that I spend grocery shopping. I'm finally <laughs> stepping into the online world because I haven't really done any online delivery services because I don't know, for some reason that just felt a little bit too indulgent. But one way that I'm re- kind of reclaiming some time or subtracting um, like this time spent in the aisles of the grocery store when I don't remember what I want and I'm just, I'm wasting a lot of time there. So I'm using, um, a new service at our local grocery store. That's just the curbside pickup mm-hmm. so that you go on, order your groceries, and then they text you when your order's ready and you come and pick them up. So on my way home from work every day, I can just place the order earlier that day and pick up my groceries on the way home. So that actually saves me at least 45 minutes Mm. a day that I would be grocery shopping. I just get my groceries and get home. So I'm really excited about that one. And that was just like a simple way of, I'm tired of aimlessly wandering around the grocery store aisles. (laughs) And then it's like a simple, a little simple thing. And, um, but that was the first thing that came to mind that I've already done that. I actually already placed my order today. So that's kind of cool. What are you doing? What kind of things are you subtracting or have you considered subtracting from your business yeah, or your life? That it's a good life. idea. I mean, one of the things that I do, which is is really just try to have like one to three focuses, right? That's it. Like these are my sort of three focuses for uh, – I, I like to do things in sort of 90-day plans. And so I look at the, just these three things are my focus. That's it. You know, what anything else I'm doing that's not adding to one of those three focuses is out, Right. And that's a really dramatic change. And it's not just that you have to plan it. It's like you have to practice it because that's where the hard part is, right? All the stuff that comes in. So it's like I have those three things on a board so that I can, um, you know, dramatically start to shift and change my focus because that's what I feel like is really crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So having your like three areas – of focus is a way of subtracting the overwhelm. Like the minute you could have 500 things on your, (laughs) on your focus and that wouldn't actually work very well. So if you have your three, then it's a way of simplifying your focus. This comes back to what you've talked about before is actually being more specific about what you're focusing on and like staying in our lane, you know, it can go, it can actually be relatable to many of those different points that we've made about simplifying where you are in your business. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, it's really about being able to to look at everything we're doing 
and get rid of all the superfluous things, right? Because we have sort of a lot of things in our lives that are not providing anything to our bottom line, whether that's in business or our relationships or family, you know, they're just things we think we have to do or they're things we think we should do. And a lot of them aren't very valuable. So I think it's a lot of evaluating, you know, but even from a big point of view, I think most of us can look at our life and say, what's not serving us? What, what things in our life are literally not serving us. So one of the things that I've gotten rid of this year, like just now, is I had an office in the city. And I was yeah. seeing my clients in person, you know, once in a while, the ones who were local. And and I thought that was really important. I liked it. I liked seeing people in person. I, I needed a co-working space to, you know, connect with people. And I still love that. But I realized that I, it's like I'm spending all this time to drive to work to be in an office on the phone the whole time or, or in session the whole time. I'm not able to actually go out and connect with anybody because I'm so busy. And so I realized I'm going to just get rid of the office. I'm going to work mm-hmm. from home. I'm going to move all my clients to phone or Skype. And I'm going to actually take back all that time that I spend going there, you know, and, and just, it was like, it was like an amazing relief just to sort of let go of this idea that I need to see people in person or that I need to have an office space and that I need to go to the city to be there and that I need to be in a co-working space. And now when I want to connect and network and be with people, I can just choose to go do that versus, you know, just going into an office space because I think that that's what I should do. So that's one of the things that I've really cut for my life. It's going to save me a ton of time. It saves my mental energy. And that's what I think is even more important. We've talked about this in some of our time episodes and some of the different things that we've we've looked at. But I think it's our mental energy that is the most challenging piece that we exhaust, right? It's it's not mm-hmm. even our time. It's the way we perceive the time. It's when it's when that time that we're spending is draining us versus fulfilling us. So I think we all have the same amount of time. But it's, it's the way we use and perceive our time that's really important. And so, you know, some of it is about what really takes all your mental energy. What's draining you? So a lot of times I talk to people about, like, what is um, fixing their attention? What do they spend most of their attention and worry and time on, but it really has nothing to do with, like, them getting things done or their actual actions? It's like, where do they spend most of their mental energy getting stuck? Those are usually the things you have to start looking at subtracting out of your life. Yeah. Yeah. As you're talking, I'm getting that visual of the writing things down on a big piece of paper, you know, and like starting to kind of sort, these are all the things that I do. And where can I immediately just cross? Some of those are going to be easy to cross off. You just say, gosh, that's just a time suck right there. That's too much effort. I'm um, like, that could be a lot. Like I could do that differently because we're talking about like, so doing things differently doesn't mean doing more. Doing things differently could be doing less and getting into this, how can you simplify the way that your daily routines are working? So to figure that out, I think that first we have to just become aware and it's a mindset, like you said, a shifting in your perception to what am I doing that I've been conditioned I'm doing because I've been conditioned to it. Like, this is what you do. This is how you shop. This is how you work. This is how you take care of your kids. Like, this is how you carpool. Like, what are all the different things that, you know, people do um, in order to, like, that are just conditioning. So looking at that first and then looking at, okay, 
so how would I really like to do this in a way that frees up my time and my energy? And so I'm really sub- subtracting a lot of this um, chaos and I'm actually giving back to myself. I'm probably giving myself minutes or hours back into my day just by being a more uh, more aware and more mindful of what we're, we're choosing. I know I'm feeling so inspired right now as you talk about that. Um, the way that you're letting go of your office to come to a home office. And I'm thinking, yeah, where are the things in my life right now that are probably just a part of that conditioned or habitual routine? It just doesn't make sense for me to even do it anymore. Yeah. And I think that's the piece is that, you know, they say, and I use this a lot in some of my promo work and also in talking to people and working with my clients, you know, most entrepreneurs are spending 80% on the things that do not really provide the value in their business and 20% on the things that really provide their value. So what if you just chop the 80% all together? Like imagine the freedom, right? Imagine the streamlined business you would experience. Imagine how that would feel, right? If you just cut out everything that didn't really matter. And I think, you know, the challenge is that we start by um, being in our mind, right? And that's where all sort of the trouble is, is that, you know, our mind tells us, but everything's important. And, and I get a lot of clients like that, right? Like I'll get a, a client who basically says, but everything's important, but all of this is important. And I'm like, okay, well, let's break this down a little bit more. And, and I think what we have to do is actually feel, You know, we talk a lot about sort of using the somatic sense often, and I think we've got to feel. So if you sort of took away the brain, it's so easy to go up into that space and be like, but everything's important, but I have to do everything, but everything matters. If you were to feel in your business and your life right now, like what are the things that you need to let go of? What are the things that you need to subtract? What are the things that are taking up too much attention, too much time and draining your energy? I think mm-hmm. most people would have a couple things that come to mind right away. Yeah, I think so. And I love what you're saying about the body because sometimes people get caught up in the analysis. And so mm-hmm. sort of that analysis paralysis where you can't figure out what you really should let go of or keep because it gets too much. And really remembering that you can trust your body to tell you. Mm-hmm. There's even a great exercise where you can, if you have like big sheets of paper that you can just write out um, maybe three big words of different things that you're doing. Like one of them say, you know, current office, like if you're out in a home office, is that working for you? Or you want to go and get a co-working space or you want um, to change something about the way that you work with your VA or whatever it is, like pick a word that symbolizes that, then put it on the piece of paper, lay it on the floor and actually stand on the word Stand on the word for a minute, close your eyes and feel, think about yourself doing that and just notice what your body tells you because your brain is going to have its story and it's going to have its habit and it's going to have its attachments. But if you really tune into your body, most likely, most often you're going to feel something like a heaviness if it's not working or an anxiety because it's not working. If it's working, it will feel like solid. And you'll feel like that stomach, like in your gut, like this is good. This is, or this is exciting, or I really love this. You know, it'll, your body will tell you that. So that's an interesting one that I've been playing around with lately with discernment is just kind of letting my body tell me how it feels 
energetically and mm-hmm. through sensation, right? So that I can then look at that like, oh, wow, my, I thought that that is something I really liked, but my body is completely tired and I'm like stooping right now. <laughs> like my body's collapsing at just the thought of, or I'm, or I'm like wave, you know, kind of feeling unsteady and I feel like I can't really find my balance. Like, hmm, that's interesting, you know? So using your actual body on a piece of paper over a word that symbolizes something to get really clear and people will be skeptical about those kinds of things. But you and I both know how well it can work to just stop staring at those lists and using your mental power and actually check your body. Yeah. I mean, I use the somatic sense a lot and not just with myself. I use it with my clients as well. Like I can feel when they sort of go into their head and when they're in their body and I can feel when they are, you know, really aligned and congruent and when they're not congruent and I can feel when they're in balance and when they're imbalanced. I mean, this is such a powerful sense we have as women. And I think, you know, we just have to trust ourselves and we have to trust our bodies and we have to trust that sense. But it's a lot more accurate and effective than using our minds because we've got all this other stuff in our heads, right? We've got what we should do, what we think we should do. We've got all of our wounds. We've got all of the things we haven't integrated around our childhood, what our parents liked, what they didn't like, you know, all of our sort of emotional stuff as well. It's sort of, it all is contributing to that mental, activity and when we try to to feel and discern from that place it can be really challenging so the more that we sort of listen to our gut and listen to our sensations and listen to our body you know it's really helpful and I think that this is one of the areas I mean so many people need to reduce rather than add on to and that's really what we want to talk about today is that, you know, most people have, like, their time is full. You know, we're, we're busy people. We're, we're a busy world, especially in first world countries. I mean, we've got work and we've got kids and we've got, we're navigating all these things in a social life and, you know, going to the grocery store and just the millions of things that we have to do on a daily basis. And most people need to reduce what they're doing and go back to simplicity and streamline their efforts. And I think that's really, you know, it's really even feeling what that feels like. Because for most people, they're just trying to add on layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that holds me back is often just expectations Mm -hmm. that I have set for myself for some unknown reason or expectations I feel that other people have of me. Like, well, I have to show up in these ways. I have to do this. I have to do that. It's like, but really, you know, is that absolutely true? Um, If we stop and really ask ourselves, what are even the expectations that we have of ourselves? And can we lower those a little bit? This is kind of going back to what I said in the beginning. Can we turn down the notch on performance and expectations? Can that still be an okay thing? We live in a culture, especially here in the United States, where everything is about being the best, being extraordinary, being the winner. And I think that we get caught up in that sometimes in our, or or I know that we get caught up in that because I hear about it. I hear my friends talking about it, my colleagues, my clients, and I feel myself like holding myself to these very high standards at a cost to feeling more contentment, right? The cost of feeling more satisfaction or being able to, like you said, just subtract 
some of the things that we feel like we're doing that are musts and shoulds and coulds, but they're not really healthy. Well, and I think that get like to split hairs a little bit more, it's all about the definition, right? Because I think as humans, we want to perform for ourselves, right? We want to have high performance. We want to be able to create. We want to be able to feel, to experience, to have satisfaction. Like there is a striving for that, but the definition of that has to be our own, right? And that's where we fall short. You know, what so many people are exhausted by is the definition is outside of themselves. Someone is telling them what good performance is. Someone is telling them what they should be striving for instead of defining for ourselves. I mean, some people just want to strive for peace. That's fantastic. Like, that's amazing. You know, and, and some people just want to strive to be better moms and they don't want to have a business. They don't want to work. That's fantastic as well. Like we all have to determine for ourselves what, what we want and then, and then work towards that. I mean, it's interesting because I've been doing an experiment, an experiment on myself over the last few weeks, right? I have traditionally resisted sleep for, for one, because I, I don't know, I've always had this perception that sleep is wasting time, right? That sleep is detriment detrimental to me having freedom, right? And this probably comes from as a single parent or as a parent in general, where you don't put the kids to bed till late and you feel like the only time you have is after that. So I don't want to go to bed because I, I need to have my time. And yeah. so I've always had sort of this perception, but I, I came to this conclusion a few weeks ago that I wanted to understand how I can optim- like optimize my performance for myself, not according to what the world says, not according to what anybody else believes, not according to some expectation I've set for myself that's in my head, but to really discover for myself what helps me to optimally perform, right? What is there, is there, does it matter what kind of food I have, what kind of day I have, what I'm doing in my day? Does it matter, you know, if I get sleep, if I don't get sleep? Does it matter if I turn off my electronics before 8 p.m. or if I'm on electronics till right before bed? Like what are the factors that influence my performance? So I've been doing this experimentation. I made this sort of like chart, in an Excel, in a spreadsheet. And I've started to calculate like, what am I doing every day? And what are the days that I feel like at my top performance? And again, not according to what anyone else says, but according to how I feel. And so I wanted to look at, you know, for myself, what those um, sort of measures of performance were for me. Like, how can I function better and more optimally? Cause some days I'm super tired or I'm grumpy or I'm, I'm not able to, to perform in a way that makes me feel good. I'm not able to relax or I'm not able to flow. And so I think, you know, some of what we have to talk about is, you know, you've got to define what that looks like for yourself. And when you talk about expectations, Laura, what I think about is, the expectations we've created that are not really our own. Yeah. I'm glad you're splitting hairs because that's what I mean. I mean, sort of like that we're living in this culture where we have gotten out of um, connection Mm -hmm. with what's really about us and what's best for us. And we are taking in a lot of external messages. And I think what I'm specifically thinking of right now is social media and how the difference that has made on the expectations that we set for ourselves often. Because before, I'm going to kind of show my age here, but there was a time <laughs> when we when we could be in a professional 
um, space around things. And nobody knew if all of a sudden you just unplugged, you know, like if you just didn't want to see clients for a week or you just kind of weren't really feeling it all that creative and you just wanted downtime or you wanted to turn inward. You didn't think about, well, am I going to schedule out on meet Edgar or Hootsuite, like all my different suites and what am I, you know, am I doing and how are people going to perceive me if I completely go into a state of, um, you know, like lack of wanting to be in the world. So I feel like even it's just, I want to name for myself and for the listeners, like there is this added thing that social media now has brought in to the way we even perceive ourselves or it can impact that way that we perceive what's best for us. However, what you're speaking to, Sonia, is so important. You're just saying, I'm going to come into where I am with sleep and I'm going to do an experiment with myself and I'm going to see what happens if I just give myself more sleep because I think for the sake of my quality of life and what I'd like to experience, I'd like to see what it it is like to be more rested, right? Mm, yep. So I really love that, yeah, that you split hairs on this because I think that that's what I'm grappling with is how do we just sometimes accept that the rest of the world doesn't have to applaud what we're doing. They don't have to get it. They don't have to give us yep. permission. We give ourselves permission. And yes. I will be really honest, when I have seen women give themselves permission and they even say it, on their social media, like, you know, just, Hey guys, I'm checking out, like, see you later. I'm unplugging. Like, like mm. somebody recently, she's just like, Hey, I'm getting off Facebook. Check me out over at Instagram. I'm just done with Facebook. You know, it's like, okay, awesome. I really appreciate that. And I have a lot of respect. So when I see other people setting those boundaries, it feels really good. And I think that we need to remember that, that most of the time you're probably going to be setting, um, a really important boundary for yourself. And in doing so, you're inspiring other women to finally say, I don't have to do this anymore. Like mm. we can all kind of step off the train, right. And step off that hamster wheel and say, how do we do less and make that much more about our quality of life and what is important to us. And that's why we became entrepreneurs to do it our own way, you know, to create something that we felt was lacking in the world that was, um, you know, that was our vision. And then we unfortunately can fall back in, to old, um, you know, conditioning, like I've used that word before earlier, the conditioning of, and the expectations and the habits yeah. that are not really about us. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think the other piece is that, you know, it's funny because I recently did like this Facebook, um, you know, I don't know, they have those quizzes and games you can do. Like I rarely do them, but I got this, like your quote that defines you or whatever. And my quote was, I am who I am and your approval is not needed. <laughs> and I, I posted <laughs> it because I was like, that so perfectly sums up how I believe. And I think this is the piece for all of us is that, you know, Maybe one of the things that all of us need to subtract out of our life is the need for anyone else's approval, the need for anyone mm. else's praise. Because I will tell you that so yeah. many people are getting caught up in mental exhaustion because they are trying to win others' approval. They're trying to be praised. They're trying to not, you know, make sure that everyone likes them. You know, all of those sort of unconscious things, they take up so much energy. Every time we need approval outside of ourselves it will take up so much more energy than just creating approval inside ourselves. Uh, I love that. I'm high-fiving you over here. I'm like, yes, I'm going to do that. I mean, imagine the amount, 
like you said, of mental energy we could subtract from our lives by just refusing to let all of that external approval or permission, whatever it is, like just, just letting it go, letting it go and knowing that you have to look in the mirror. You're the one that's being accountable to yourself. You know what you need. You know what you want out of your life. You know that you're being in integrity with your life in certain ways. And so it doesn't matter what other people have to say about that. And this, we really can't even tell what other people think or what other people are doing because everything is an image if it's just things that we're looking at. You know, if we're just looking at curated Pinterest images or Instagram or Facebook, we're not really getting to see where people are. So we need to stop worrying so much about comparison. And that's another thing, the comparison. <laughs> so yes. it's like, okay, um, these would be huge. Like if we can stop asking for other people's approval and caring what other people think. Yeah. And if we can stop comparing ourselves yes. to everything that we see on the internet, you know, yeah. thinking that our business needs to be like that or yeah, like that would be huge for 2018. Yeah, I think so too. And, and you know, and so maybe it's looking at the big sweep, sweeping things that we need to subtract out of our life, right? Yeah. Instead of just the little things like, you know, it's great to have strategies like what you're talking about where you just stop grocery shopping and things like that. Like, I think that's awesome. But I also think maybe to really release some of our attention, some of our fixed, you know, mental energy, some of our, um, you know, emotional things that we get tied up in. Maybe we need to look at some big sweeping things that we can subtract from our life this year. You know, mm -hmm. and what does that look like? And what does that feel like? And I love some of the things that we've mentioned so far. Like maybe it is about the approval of others, just erasing that from our entire agenda in 2018 or from comparison because, oh my gosh, that takes so much energy, constantly comparing, constantly looking at, well, am I doing this? Am I doing that? Oh, how come they're doing so good and I'm not doing so good? What's wrong with me? Like all of that talk and all of that mental energy, if we could get rid of that. Or for a lot of people, this is not me because I committed, I already subtracted this from my life a long time ago, but a lot of people spend time with people who are not good for them, right? They spend yeah. time with people that they no longer connect with. They no longer resonate with. It no a longer lot. feeds them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I see that so much with my clients that are stuck in friend groups that no longer are matching who they are. Mm. They're critical. They're um, or they're interested in other things. They don't support their dreams and what they're doing. So they're constantly feeling torn, you know, like, oh, I can't be myself. It's like, hey, if you find that you're not able to feel supported by your friends or you don't have, um, you don't feel like they are really getting you anymore, it's okay to transition into people that really, really understand you because we, we change as humans. And there are those people that are, are, soul friends that we stay connected with for life, no matter what. And then there are some groups that we just kind of come in and out of because we work together or we went to school together or we did this, but don't be afraid to let those people go when it's time and embrace new friendships. Like think about someone recently that you just talked to for five minutes and thought, Oh my goodness, I could spend all day talking to this person, you know, like go have a coffee with them and see what happens. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's I think it's important to to look at things like that as well. I mean, environment is so important. I talk about that a lot. 
who you surround yourself with, what kind of environment you create for yourself, it, it does affect you. And so the people you surround yourself with, they will affect you in the positive or the negative. If you are in a, a higher mindset in terms of like you are more positive and you are more determined, if you're in a higher mindset and you're surrounded by people in sort of that lower mindset or default or they don't really, they're negative you're going to constantly be pulled down to them. Are you going to constantly spend all of your mental energy trying to stay up in that that sort of upper mindset? If you're surrounding yourself with people who are even ahead of you in that kind of mindset, they are just going to inspire you and drive you. And, and so it's really important to sort of create the environment that you know, you want to have in your own mindset, in your own being, in your own life. And so it's very important to find an environment that can surround you and, and, you know, support you and, and get rid of all that negativity and all the people that are around you that are draining you or exhausting you or, you know, and I know it gets more challenging when we have family that exhausts us, <laughs> but, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> you know, we've got to try to navigate. And so you can start with people who are easier to cut out of your life. And then you can even cut out some family or at least some of the time that you spend with that family member, you know, or you can set boundaries or some clarity with the people that are directly in your household. But I think, you know, we've all got to look at how we can cut out some of that draining energy from our relationships. Yeah. And I know it's difficult, you know, to make um, a a new friend. Sometimes when it feels like everyone kind of has their friend groups, it's easier if you've moved and you're in a new community, you may have that excuse to like, okay, I'm going to make new friends. But I think that if you're everyone probably has a couple of people in their mind that they could think of who's this person I really would love to get to know better. Like that person always makes me laugh or they just always think that they're so inspiring or always, and then we just never call them. We never ask them to do anything because we're just like, Oh, they probably already have their friends, you know? So it's like getting out of that mindset and we should have a whole podcast about making new friends as adults because it's a, you know, it's an interesting challenge um, that we have sometimes because we have perceptions that, that people aren't available. So letting go of the people that no longer really are helping us sort of um, stay in our, like energetically reach our highest potential and surround yourself with people that really make you feel good and are doing a lot of the things that you want to be doing as well. And then I also wanted to add an emotional one. Um, as you were talking, Sonia, I thought, what is another big emotional one that would help me have a lot more space, um, energetically and mentally, emotionally this year. And I was actually really focusing a lot in some recent meditation on the emotion of fear and how I have been in business, you know, knowing that fear plays in a really important part, but I have this tendency to re, um, let's see, how do I say it? Like constant, if I feel fear, I start going, okay, how to resource myself, like breathe through this fear. Like it's okay. I start talking myself out of fear and I am trying to trust and just do all of that good stuff which I'm not saying doesn't work, but there was an aha moment I had that I was holding so much energy um, around the idea of I needed to be okay with fear. I just needed to be fearless. Or There was something mm. still around this idea of like, oh, I've just, so I'm letting go of the need to be fearless mm. and I'm letting myself experience the discomfort of fear when it comes up in my business and understand 
that it's not always something to be that concerned about. It's just something that's going to feel uncomfortable and I need to let myself really experience it. Because for me, there's a huge transformation coming. And you and I've talked about this. I think you've got, I've got something coming this year and I don't know what it is yet. It's just emerging Mm. and it's bringing up some anxiety and some fear. And I just kind of caught myself trying to regulate it and breathe through it and put my fear at ease. And this little wise self said, wait, 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 that's not really what you should be doing with this fear. Like you need to let it out. It's like needs to come out and be this fierce energy and emotion that you just can allow yourself to be with until it tells you more about what you need to know. Like don't try to tame the fear, like let it be there, but trust yourself with its intensity. Yeah. And maybe that's somewhat of like letting go of control. Yes. Right. Like maybe one of the things many of us need to subtract from our life is letting go of control. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, there it is. Sonny, this is why you're good at what you do. Cause there, that was it. (laughs) I'm like, it's something. It's like, I'm trying to breathe. I'm trying to regulate. Yes. I'm trying to control it. I'm trying and being the therapist that I am. I'm like, I totally know what's happening right now. And I'm going to control this emotion. Totally fine. I can resource myself the hell out of it. I will do it. But (laughs) well, and and how many of us on, on whatever level that is, is still trying to control so many aspects of what's happening around us. Right. So whether it's our emotions, whether it's our fear, whether it's, you know, the, the environment, whether it's our children, our husbands, our partners, our, you know, the way the world, our clients, I mean, there's all these ways that we're trying to control things. And, and I think it's, it kind of reminds me of what the serenity prayer, you know, like, um, the whiz, uh, what, what is it? The, they're like, yeah, oh, I can't remember. It's like, there's some things that we can change and there's some things we can't change. Yeah, the, the wisdom, wisdom to know what I can change in the, um, yeah, the trust to know when I can't or something like that. To yeah. accept what I can't. Yeah. And I think totally. it's kind of like this with control. It's like, <laughs> we need to be aware that there are some things that we can control. And there are some things that we can't control and we need more wisdom to know the difference, right? Because Uh, I think we spend so much mental energy and time and exhaustion on the things that we actually can't control, but we, we want to control and we think we can control and we're going to do our damnedest (laughs) to control them (laughs) versus the things that we actually have control over, which are so much easier to like, which is really about ourselves, right? We really can only control ourselves. Like that's it. But even our emotions, like we shouldn't, I I don't believe that we should really control our emotions because they just need to move, right? They just need to move through us. They need to integrate. They need to flow. So, you know, again, that's wisdom and understanding that our emotions don't need to be controlled, you know, but there are things in our own life that we can control and it's good to control. And, you know, and so I think, yeah, it's this really interesting picture of like, what can we let go of this year that we keep trying to control, but it's really not worth it. Like really, really not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you look at actually the whole intention of resolution, you know, like new year resolutions are a lot about what are we going to try to control more? You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to control the crazy chaos in my kitchen and I'm going to get really organized this year. I'm going to clean out my closets and I'm going to 
go on this new diet or I'm going to join this gym or I'm going to, you know, and a lot of it, I think that's why this was such a good topic for you to bring up is because the energy is like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to control it or I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to do it better. But what is all of that energy, the mental, you know, like you were saying, like the mental and emotional energy that we're putting towards resolutions, if we go at it with that level of intention, that actually could be counter to what, you know, counterproductive to what we really want to be experiencing. If we're seeking peace, if we're seeking more energy, if we're seeking more time with our family or more time with ourselves or, mm-hmm. you know, just a feeling of, of more joy and happiness, it's not going to usually come at the end of a determined resolution, you know? <laughs> Look, I I mean, it's why I always have people start their goals with what they want to feel, right? Because that's such a better compass. And it doesn't mean we don't create practical goals that will lead us to that feeling. But, you know, if you don't have the feeling piece, you're just creating from the mind. You're just trying to control. And it's really funny because I stumbled upon this uh, quote today, which basically is by Henry Miller. And it says, the world is not to be put in order by us. The universe is order incarnate. It is for us to harmonize with this order. Mm-hmm. And to me, this, this really talks to what we're talking about with control because, you know, what will subtract so much of that mental energy from ourselves is if instead of trying to control things when we don't really need to control them, we instead focus on harmonizing with things around us, right? Flowing with them, looking at what we we can do to have more alignment you know, that's so much more effective than control. I mean, this could be a whole episode in and of itself, like the sort of alignment versus control. But I think, you know, it's really important to start to look at, um, you know, how we're making things so difficult because we're trying to control things where really we could just align with them or harmonize with them or unify with them. Yes, yes. Oh, that is such a good quote. I love that. Because there is, it's, and in that sort of that knowing that you already have everything that you need, there is yeah. an order, <laughs> um, but it's, there's a lot of, well, even the, the word just came up as surrender, yeah. you know, so much of what it takes to subtract in our life is to surrender to that need to control that need to know and to just let things flow more from a place of your internal compass, as you're saying, Yeah, you know? Like, how do we get to that place? And when I think about, I know it's kind of an overused word, but when I think about enlightenment, I think that is, must be like where we're trying to get to. Enlightenment is a place where you finally surrender to a natural harmony and Mm. you trust, you just have this such deep trust and things are okay, you know, and things are happening and you're in the moment. And you're with it. And what we have instead so much in our current existence is of humanity is that we're trying to control everything and and make it make sense. And we don't always trust that it's going to happen unless we figure it out. And we put all this pressure. And that's a lot of energy. It's a lot of what you're you're saying that adds to the this what our to do and our what we are trying to get ourselves to accomplish in a day to day experience. Yeah. And I think it's a real shift in paradigm or shift in viewpoint, right? Because 
if we look at the world as already in order, and then of course this, you know, humanity's domination is trying to sort of take it all out of order. But if you, if, if we were to leave it all, right, it finds its order. Right. I think this is yeah. also true with us as humans. And this is the reason why I actually wrote down this quote today, not really even related to this podcast, but really because I wanted to explore it in terms of what I um, see around business. Because what I see so many women doing is trying to control the, when really they could align more with themselves. Cause see, they're already in order. But what yeah. happens is, is that we, get all these indoctrinations about how we should be, who we should be, what is order, what is not order. It's all these other definitions by other people. And so then we devalue what is order for ourselves. And I think that this is what we have to start to look at. Like if you create a business or a life that is aligned with with your own order, aligned with who you are and your balance, as we talked about last week, then I think, you know, that is a big shift in thinking. It's a shift in energy, and it's so much more fulfilling. Whereas what's happening is that people are trying to control this natural order that's already there for themselves. They're trying to do something else because someone else told them this is the right way to do it. And, And that's what I think we have to shift, and that's what we have to change. And talking about subtracting things, if you really, if you started to recognize that you are already in order, there's nothing you need to add to yourself to be Mm -hmm. in order, but instead to take away all the things that allow you to have imbalance, then that's a really different perception of the world. That would reduce your time and energy and mental exhaustion and all of it and a hundredfold. Yes. Oh, I love that. Knowing that you are already exactly as you need to be, and it's stripping away the mis those misbeliefs or those things that are um, creating, yeah, like an inability to see your transparent, radiant self. Yeah, yeah the things that are getting in the way of you being you are the things to, yeah. And I, I mean, I really think that I really think this is the. Um, the book that you were looking for to read and that you may one day write is like how we really, and it's why there's not a lot of books out there yet. It's like, how do we shift this paradigm and understand that being an entrepreneur, being a woman in business, we have so much to bring to this new table that we're designing that we've already talked about. If you've listened to our previous episodes, you understand that we're not trying to get at anybody else's table. We're rebuilding and creating this beautiful table mm-hmm. that is going to have so many different ways in which humans can sit at it and that we are ready as, as women, I think have so much to bring in, in so many important perspectives that have just not been fully realized yet. And I, I just, that's what I love about what's happening with the world of entrepreneurship and so many women that are courageously stepping in and, and following their passion and doing what they love, because this is what it's going to be us doing the work in the way that you and I are talking about right now. And there's not a lot of scripts. It's not something that's been done before. We're talking about letting 50% of the population come forward and shine what we know in order to create a new human design on this planet that we love. Yes. Yes. I agree. Yay. And this table will be simple people. It's going to be a beautiful, (laughs) simple table. 
work harder than we need to on this one. That's right. Well, and, and I think that's a really good place to end for this episode. And, you know, what I would just like to encourage everyone to do in this new year is, you know, really look at what you can get rid of in your life. Like what can you reduce? What can you simplify? What can you streamline? You know, rather than just looking at what more you want to create, what can you let go of that will give you more space, more freedom, more lightness? Um, and I think that is a really good direction to head. Mm-hmm. All right. I love well, it. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. To get some great resources and listen to all of our episodes, visit theliberationlab.com.